Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Amen. How's everyone doing this morning? Come on, you got to be doing better than that. How's everyone doing this morning? Oh. Sorry, I dropped my water. As long as I'm not dropping my fruit, we're good to go. Amen. Come on, those online, thank you for joining us. Come on, let them know we love them. We love you guys. You are are just the biggest part of what we're doing here in building the kingdom as those that are in the building today. You are important to us, and we want to let you know we love you. Thank you for joining us every week. Those people that aren't even in the Bay Area that continue to join us, isn't that awesome that we now have the opportunity to reach all around California? We have the opportunity to reach outside of California. Our reach has expanded, and so the kingdom's expanding as well. Amen? Amen. 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 Listen, as we get into the word this morning, I, I was looking at this picture here and, and uh, you know, Jax did a beautiful job in creating these backgrounds. Pastor Dan's daughter is amazing. You don't see her, but her work is absolutely amazing. And as I look at these, this photo here, I'm, I'm reminded of this very thing that God doesn't just put something together without putting a man and a woman that he has that have a heart to pastor. You know, this month is Pastor Appreciations Month. Aren't you guys very appreciative of our pastor, of Sister Ann, our First Lady? On October the 17th, we're going to be celebrating them. We're going to be collecting a special offering. And I pray that those here, those online, that you would send in your best. Why? Because they say, I forget the statistic, but somewhere between 16 and 1,800 pastors quit ministry a month. See, people, people see ministry as what we do behind the pulpit. This is a small percentage of what we do. You, you don't get the calls, the calls that someone just got a raise and the calls that someone went to glory. It, it, it could change in a matter of moments. And, and Pastor Dan, thank you so much for your commitment for almost 22 years here to this church, putting up with the good, the bad, the ugly. And thank you so much for your commitment to put up with the good, the bad, and the ugly. That there's, there's moments I know that they've went home and probably came very close to signing their resignation letter because ministry will do that to you. It'll push and pull you. You'll have ups and downs in a matter of moments. Good news, bad news. But you know what? Thank you for sticking through. We love you. And we just want to say we appreciate you guys so much. You you can stand back up if you would. Turn your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 10, verse 38. I'm going to continue in our series, I Am CWC. How many of you guys feel like you are CWC? God's brought you here, not just to attend a church, but God's brought you here to become a part of the family because as a family, we are going to change the world. We're going to change the world that we live in. And today I'm going to talk about selfless service, what it means to serve without any reservation, giving our best to God. In the book of Acts chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible says this, and you no doubt know that Jesus of Nazareth was anointed. Someone say anointed. He was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. Spirit. And with power. Say power. And he went around doing good and healing all who were possessed by demons for God was with him. Let's pray this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you because it has the power to change and transform us. 
I pray today as a result of hearing it, let us never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, we all shout, amen. amen. You may be seated this morning. And you no doubt know that Jesus of Nazareth was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he went around doing good. You see, when we think of the anointing, we don't often think of the anointing. We don't think of being anointed to do good. When we think of the anointing, we think of the anointing of going around and praying for people, you know, uh, uh, you know, praying for healing, praying for breakthrough, praying for restoration. That's what the anointing's for. But the Bible says that Jesus was anointed to do good. And I want to submit to you this morning that God has anointed each and every one of you to make a difference wherever you are with how he's made you, how he's created you, how you think. God has anointed you for a reason and for a purpose and it's not just to happen here and CWC the four walls of this church God's anointed you to do good when I talk about doing good I'm not talking about just being a good person God has anointed you to do good to go around and meet needs to go around and solve problems to go around and be a solution right now the world is in some deep trouble you see that's the bad news the world is in deep trouble, but the good news is, is that we're still here. The church is still here. God has an anointing on each and every one of our lives to be a solution. Why? Because there can't be a problem without a solution. And God has anointed each and every one of us to be a solution in the place that he's called us to. Jesus was anointed and empowered with the Holy Spirit. Would you say this with me this morning? Say, I've been anointed, I've been anointed. and empowered, and empowered. to serve. Come on, say it like you mean it. I've been anointed and empowered to serve. Now say it like you're convincing yourself. I've been anointed and empowered to serve. If you're at home, put that in the chat. I've been anointed and empowered to serve. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that God has used you, that God birthed you into this world at this moment, at this time, in such a crazy time? He's birthed you here in this world to be a solution to a problem that's going on right now. You see, every gift, talent, and ability has been given to you for the sake of service. There's nothing you have, no ability you have, the way that you could look at numbers and just kind of find the problem in those numbers and bring them together. Thank you for that anointing because Lord knows he didn't give me that anointing, right? For those of you that are able just to listen to people, you just hear out problems. Other people get drained, but you're able just to listen to them, hear them out, have compassion. Thank you for that anointing. For those of you that could build houses and you're creating you know, places for people to live, thank you for that anointing. You see, you're anointed for service. The anointing you carry, God wants to use it in a greater way. You see, God expects us to use for the sake of gain what he has given to each and every one of us. Hear me out. God expects us to use for the sake of gain what he has given to each and every one of us. You see, your gifting, your talents is bigger than the paycheck. You're not working at your job to get a paycheck. You're working at your job to transform the environment in that place. And as a blessing and a result of that, God gives you a paycheck. The house in the neighborhood you're living in is not by coincidence. You didn't go there because you wanted to get out of the hood and you moved to a better place. That's all great, but what are you doing in your community? How have your neighbors been better? How's your community been better? The, the schools you go to, the, the, the job that you have. Listen, God has placed you there because you carry a special 
anointing for that assignment. You carry an anointing for that. Genesis 12, 2 says this, and I will make you a great nation. Speaking of Abraham, he says, I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. You see, God's blessing on Abraham's life is so that he would be a blessing to others. And too many of us are hoarding the blessing and just thinking it's about me, myself, and I. I'm just here at this job to make sure that my family has a roof over their head and food on the table. That's a result of the anointing and blessing that God's placed upon you. But there is a greater purpose. There's a greater purpose to that. You see, say this with me. I've been blessed to be a blessing. Come on, those at home, put it in the chat. I've been blessed to be a blessing. You see, God has blessed you so that you can be a blessing to others. Why? Because you're going to encounter someone who doesn't think like you do, but they need to think like you do. You're going to encounter someone who's been through a problem that you've already overcome, and they don't see a way out of it, and they're going to think that there's no hope until they meet the anointed one that's working in the cubicle right next to them. They didn't know, but as a result of knowing, their life is forever changed. You brought hope to somebody, and it happened at your workplace. Why? Because you've been anointed for God's service. Come on, say, I've been blessed to be a blessing. God wants us to put our gifts, talents, and abilities to work. He wants you to put it to work, not just sit upon it. God wants you to put it to work. You see, too many of you got too many abilities to be sitting in the pews right now. Some of you need to be up on the worship team. No one knows you sing. No one knows you play an instrument. And here we are. We have instrument players and singers that are singing week after week after week. They're great. I know they love it, but sometimes they get tired. Some of you got beautiful voices. Now, as a disclaimer, if if you just... Don't have a great voice. Come on now. You gotta put it out there. Right? Fine lines underneath small print. If you are a great worshiper and and, uh, you sound great in the shower, we're gonna ask you to stay on that side of the stage. We need you because you pull anointing out of those that have been gifted. That's a good way to put it, right? You know, I, I get jealous of people like Pastor Troy. Because Pastor Troy could preach, he's got great word, but then he could also sing his own altar call. I'm jealous of that. I look at pastors who come up here and just, you know, they're reading and then they go into a little song. I would kill to do that one day. But I would kill the anointing if I tried that. You you see, you got to stay in your lane. You got to know what God's gifting you for. We've all been gifted for different things. Right? If, if you are a greeter and you just shake hands well, but you can't sing well, stay shaking hands. Don't worry about up here. We got up here covered. Okay? We got it covered. Matthew 25, 14 through 19 says this, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods. Whose goods? His goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talent went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. You see, God gives you something. Okay. Um, let me rephrase it. God loans you something. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 
God gives you an ability that's from himself given to you and trusted that you would use it for his honor and glory. Because the Bible says that the master gave the servants his money. And God has given you his blessing so that you would do something with it. Because there's a day is going to come when he's going to come back and he's going to say, what did you do with the, my blessing that I gave to you? How are you giving it back to me with interest collected on it? You see, God wants us to do everything and get gain back from it. It's not just supposed to be apples for apples. We're supposed to get apples, bananas, peaches, and nectarines that come back with it. Why? Because God wants to put our abilities or his abilities to work. You see, but a lot of us, like the servant with one talent, are not putting our resources to work. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was that he felt it was such a small, insignificant amount that it didn't matter if he did anything with it or not. And some of you right now about be thinking, you know, all I could do is shake hands really good. It's not, it doesn't make a big difference. You have no clue. The anointing that you, you see, the difference is that when someone's been anointed to shake hands versus someone who's just shaking hands, there's a huge difference. Someone who's just shaking hands does a job, but someone who's been anointed to shake hands, the moment you connect with them, there's something that happens. Their heart is felt through an extension of their hand. When you've been anointed for something, you do it and carry something different about yourself. You see, you could clean toilets, but if you've been anointed to clean toilets, there's love that goes into it. Because I don't know about you, I don't like to use a dirty toilet. Right? Some people just go in there and they get just what needs to be done, surface level, just a little bit of cleaning. They don't lift up the seat. They don't look underneath all those things. But someone who's been anointed to do it, it might seem like, man, that's kind of a weird analogy, but that's exactly how it is. Yeah. When you've been anointed, you go the extra mile. When you've been anointed, it doesn't, it's not like pulling teeth. Well, can you clean the toilet? Yeah, you know, I'll clean the toilet, but I don't really feel like cleaning the toilets because I have a greater anointing. Listen, if your anointing is bigger than cleaning toilets, then you need to go back and check the anointed one who gave it to you. Because I, the Bible I read is that the Savior came down and he washed feet. One of the lowliest things that we could think about today. He cleaned toilets in that day. And he says that he did it with a pure heart, with love and compassion in his heart. There's a difference. Amen. If any of you like to clean toilets, we got some toilets that need to be cleaned. We do that on Friday afternoons. Join us on Friday. Let's see your anointing. You see, that's the thing you don't see, is that you go in on Sundays and you got a clean bathroom, but you didn't see your senior pastor scrubbing that toilet for you. And it's not to say that, oh, Pastor Dan is great. No, listen, there's nothing beyond anybody. There's nothing. If weeds need to be cut, well, my anointing is to preach. Well, you got an anointing to cut weeds, too. Cut weeds. You got an anointing. I, I lay hands on the sick. Awesome. You got an anointing to clean toilets as well. Why? The anointing goes and tra- it covers everything. We're not using what God has blessed us with. You see, a lot of us are not using what God has blessed us with. We're not using what God has blessed us with at the church. We come in, we sit down here, great word, and we leave. But our children workers are doing it week after week after week because there's no one that wants to volunteer for that. We, we got people that are doing the same job over and over and over again, and they do it with a heart that, that loves God. But you know what? Some of you right now, you got abilities 
that we could use. If you just stepped up, this church would be transformed. This church would be changed. The church would be a completely different church. We need you. We need your help. There's no gift that's insignificant. Why? Because you've been anointed for that. Whether it's shaking hands or it's preaching, we all have the same anointing, the whole Holy, the same Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit to do exactly what God's called you to do. We need you here at CWC. Come on, say someone say, I am CWC. You see, we're not using what God has blessed us with in our communities. And as a result, our churches are suffering, our communities are hurting, and our world is bleeding. While all along, the answer sits in the pews. Our churches are hurting, our communities are suffering, and our world is bleeding. While all along, the answer to that problem sits in the pews of churches around the world. Come on, today I want to empower you. You might say, well, this is a service kind of a, of, of, of. no, no. What this is, is a transformational kind of message that tells you everything God has blessed you with, he wants to put to work, especially in today's society, especially in today's community, especially in today's churches. We need everybody. We don't need church members. What we need is church people who become the church and do what God's called them to do, to use your anointing, whether it's on a Sunday morning or a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, we need you to take what you get in here. When you go to work, make a difference there at your cubicle. Make a difference there at your desk. Every phone call you take, you've been anointed to take that phone call. You've been anointed to make that deal. You've been anointed to listen to that person. You've been anointed to change tires, to paint the house. You've been anointed to build the house. God has an anointing on you. And when you do that, people become attracted to you. And they want to be around you because there's something different about you. You see, the Bible says that we will stand accountable for what we did with the gifts, talents, and abilities that God has given to each and every one of us. The master one day is coming back and is going to ask each and every one of us, what did you do with what I gave to you? What is our response going to be? Are you going to be like the, 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 the servant who got five talents and says, here's five more, now you got ten. The guy who got two, here's two more, now you got four. Or are you going to say, you know what, it was so small. All I was able to do was cook a few meals, but you know what, it really didn't make a big difference. Well, what you don't understand is there were a few starving people Amen. who needed the meal that you had to cook. You see, why is it so hard to get people to serve? It's because we view service through the lenses of work instead of love. Why is it so hard? Why is it like pulling teeth? Why does everyone get quiet when we say, hey, you know what? We need people to volunteer for such and such. All of a sudden, you sit on your hands, look down. You you, got to go to the bathroom all of a sudden. Why, Why is it so hard to get people to service? Because we view service through the lenses of work. No one wants to work. I don't know about you. I don't even want to work. There are moments that I've worked so much that I just need my downtime. But you know what? When you love what you do and you've been anointed to do it, you won't work a day in your life. You see, I don't know about you, but I don't know anyone who likes to change diapers. A parent or a volunteer. I don't know anyone who likes to change diapers. 
but I do know people who love babies. And as a result of loving babies, they'll change the diapers. Why? Because they do it from a place of love. I, I, you know, if we had to do this job just because it was a job, you know, you wouldn't get very much anointing from the pulpit either. But because we love you and because we're thinking of you and we know that God has something for you on a Sunday morning, we do our best to prepare, not out of just, in the, uh, just, just doing a job, but it's coming out of love and out of a place of love. We know we've been anointed to do this very thing. Listen, we need you to do what you've been anointed to do. Stay in your lane and let's kick some butt, take some ground. Let's get out there and change the world according to how God has anointed you to do so. I want to say thank you to all of our nursery workers that have taken time to change babies' diapers that weren't even your own. Thank you for loving them. For those of you that have served in children's ministry before, thank you so much. You, you make a huge difference. Why? Because someone has to care for our kids. It's the next generation. You see, it's not just changing a diaper. You might be changing the diaper of the next Billy Graham, of the, of the next great revivalist. You don't know. And if you're not there to change the diaper, then they might get a diaper rash. And that, there's so much that could happen out of that. We need someone that's going to love the babies enough. We need someone that's going to love the children of our youth, our young adults, our married couples. We need people that just say, I love you so much that I want to invest and give my life to you. Why? Because I'm doing it at a place of love, not out of work. Come on, can you say amen this morning? You see, serving isn't something we do, it's something that we are. At the core of every believer, you should find a servant's heart. Serving isn't something we do, it's something that we are. At the core of every believer, you should find a servant's heart. And if you don't have a servant's heart yet, let's ask the Lord to transform and change our heart. Let's go into open heart surgery this morning and allow God to shake up some stuff and not say, man, you know what? I don't want to do anything on a Sunday morning. Listen, you don't get It's not that you have to do something. You get to do something. It's the difference. You get to do something. You get to serve in the kingdom. You get to trans- You get to invest. You get to pour. It's the difference between looking at it from work or love. Amen. Work or love. You see, you could look at your marriage through the lenses of work and see it fall apart right in front of your face. But when you look at it through the lenses of love, although your husband might be crazy and get on your last nerve, Although your wife might get crazy and spend all your money and get on your last nerve. When you look at them through a place of love, you find at that moment you could say, you know what, God, you've blessed, the, you've blessed me with my spouse. I love them and I will see them through because things aren't going to stay the same. Lord, give me an anointing, some patience and some courage not to kill them, but to love them and to see this thing change. Amen. Amen. Come on, all the married couples. Just give me a little, a little shout there. Amen. If you haven't got to the place where you wanted to just like pray for your spouse really intensely, then you haven't been married long enough. <clears throat> Serving isn't something we do, it's something that we are. Matthew 20, 28 says this, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. And I love that. That's a New King James Version, but I love how the King James Version places it. It says this, even as the Son of Man came not to be what? Ministered to. But to what? But to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. 
You see, when we take service and we say, you know what, service is ministry, it changes how we look at it. Jesus didn't come to be ministered to, but to minister to. How did he minister? By serving. That's how he ministered. You see, when we are serving, we are ministering. And when we are ministering, we are serving. It all intertwines. It all intermixed. So when you're shaking a hand at the, at the front door, you are the first point of contact of ministry of that person. When you're cleaning the toilet, you are the first point of contact with someone who's going to use that. When you are fogging the building afterwards and no one's in here to see you do it, you are the first point of ministry for someone who's going to walk in. Why? Because you're doing it from a place love. You see, it's all about a heart condition. When we're ministering, we're serving. And when we're serving, we're ministering. You see, serving is not doing your part in the kingdom. Serving is the kingdom. It's not doing your part in the kingdom. Serving is the kingdom. That's what it's all about. It is the kingdom. You see, your service solves problems. Your service solves problems. How you think of things, MIG, how you think of things in the, in the, in, in the, um, the insurance industry solves problems. People call you because you solve problems. You've been anointed to do that. The jobs you've been called to do. Elias, you are anointed to be an electrician. You solve problems. And out of doing that, God gives you the opportunity to invest in the people's lives. Why? Because you give your best in every single thing you do. He did some work for me, volunteering, and he gave his best. He would not leave the job until it was done correctly. It lets me know he's been anointed to do that because he does his best. You've been anointed for your service. Your service solves problems. You see, it's out of a servant's heart that lives are transformed. Out of a servant's heart, Omaha, you can help me out. Out of a servant's heart, lives are transformed. You see, even Jesus served his gift as he sat there or was nailed to the cross. He was fulfilling his ultimate purpose of why the Lord brought him to this earth. And he served his anointing. Why? Because his anoint, he was anointed to, to set people free. And you know what? He fulfilled it all the way to the very end. You've been anointed with the same anointing. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave dwells inside of you and me. And you know what? It comes alive when you're sitting at a desk and working a job with somebody. You're not trying to get extra money. You're really looking out for them. God sees that and he rewards you for that very thing. When you are honest, people, God will flood your phone. You'll have to turn away business when you're doing it under a the anointing and you're honest while you're doing it. Why? Because that's how God's gifted you to do it. Hebrews 6.10 says this, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards his name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister, or that you serve the saints and you do serve them. You see, when you do something for the least of these, unnoticed, I thank God for our media team. Right now, as we're having service in there, they're making sure that every angle of the cameras, they're making sure that the audio is, is on point. They're making sure that the slides are on point. They do this unnoticed. It's, it's kind of the, the, the hidden temple back there. They, 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 you, you, you don't see them, but I thank God for them. You know why? Because after we're done with service and we all go home on Mondays and Tuesdays, the services are up there and people begin to view them. 
And it doesn't have to be in a live service, but people's lives are transformed in that moment. Why? They might have run. I, I, I had a girl who, who, uh, you know, who, who messaged us on Facebook. And she says, you know what? I, I haven't opened up my Facebook account in so long. She says, this was an old Facebook account, and I opened it up on Sunday just to see what was going on. And as I opened it up, I seen that you guys were live in service. So I opened it up, and I listened to your service. She says, I couldn't stop weeping because I felt like giving up. And Pastor Dan's message about IMCWC and becoming the church, she says, it changed and transformed my life. And she began to converse with us. Why? Those are the things. But if no one was back there, that wouldn't have been online. And if it wasn't online, she would have missed that opportunity. Every single thing matters. Every part of the kingdom, God looks at that and he's pleased. You see, the churches, our communities, our world is waiting for those that sit in the pews to recognize the anointing that God's placed on your life, to do what you do, and to do it with power, to use it with anointing, because you've been anointed for that. And they're waiting for you to do that so that when you do that very thing that God's called you to do, it begins to transform their life. They're waiting for us to come alive. Our communities, our world, our churches are waiting for us. Those in the pews right now, we don't have to look for answers anywhere else. You're right in front of me. You're right in front of me. But you know what? It starts with this very thing. Before you'll serve, you have to do it from a place of love. There's no greater place of love than I would see the greatest demonstration of love. Is that Jesus gave his life for us. Served his purpose. Anointed for this. So I'm going to ask you right now if you would take out the bread. You see this bread here represents the body of Christ. His broken body for us. His body was broken, so ours didn't have to. You see, he wants to anoint you for service. But it's going to come through us first getting his purpose into our life. It's going to identify with his death and resurrection, knowing that through his death, you've been anointed to do what God's called you to do. The Bible says that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, as he was with his disciples serving his purpose, while he was here on earth, he says that he took bread and he broke it. He tells them to eat, for this is the body which has been broken for us. The Bible says, by his stripes we're healed. Amen. You know, today, God wants to heal you so that he could use you. Amen. Today, God doesn't just want to heal those that are suffering from sicknesses, but some of you got emotional scars and you're afraid to commit. God wants to heal that today as well because your message, your lifestyle, how, how, what God's done in your life, God wants to use that. So as we take the bread this morning, whether you've been, you're, you're suffering from a sickness, an element, or you've got some emotional scars, things you can't get over, the body of Christ, the broken body of Christ heals that as well. Would you take the bread with me this morning? Father, I thank you today for your broken body. I thank you, Lord, that today you are healing wounds that were caused, Father God, by people that did things to us. God, you're healing emotional wounds, God. You're healing physical wounds, God. Lord, you're healing sicknesses right now. Lord, not that you're just healing it, but it's already been done. By your stripes, we are healed. By your stripes, we were healed. And I thank you today for that.
Next, he took the cup. He blessed it and he said, this is the blood of the new covenant. What's the new covenant? It's grace and mercy. You see, this is what qualifies us. This is what qualifies us. Sin disqualified us, but the spilling of, of his blood qualified us this morning. It's grace and mercy. And as we have grace and mercy over our life, I know that I might have blown it in the past, but by his blood, I've been forgiven. And now by his forgiveness, I can now be used. God wants to use you, but it starts with forgiveness. Let's go ahead and let's, let's take the cup this morning. Father, we thank you today. I thank you for the grace and mercy that you freely offered to us. I thank you so much for the blood that was spilled. The word says without the spilling of blood, there's no remission of sin. I thank you, Father, for taking our faults. Thank you this morning, God, for taking our place. But Lord, more than that, I thank you that you've equipped each and every one of us for your service. You've equipped each and every one of us for your ministry. If you're here right now, and you've never, uh, you've, you've never said, you know what, God, you could use me because you've had reservations. But today, something stirred in your heart. Today, you would say, God, if you could use me, if all I got is this little insignificant thing, God, I'll put it on the line. I'll be used by you. If you're willing to say, you know what, I just don't want to be in, at, at the church. I want to become the church. If that's you, I just want you to raise up your hand just as a sign of commitment. Amen. 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 God wants to use you. He's anointed you for his service. Father, you see every hand. God, you see every hand, Father, and you commission every person, those online. God's commissioning you as well right now. He's commissioning you to do what he's called you to do, what you've been anointed for, and no matter how small or how big. Lord, I thank you today. Lord, because you have an anointing. Father, you have an anointing on their life. They've been empowered. And today we encourage them. Father, today we encourage them. Father, we commission them to go out and transform the world that you've called them to live in. Whether their family, at their job, in their neighborhoods, Father God, in this world, at this church, Lord, whatever it might be, I thank you today because they have an anointing on their life that changes and transforms things. Lord, people are waiting for their yes because their anointing, their service changes lives. So Lord, I pray this morning, God, you would do a great work. Lord, change us, because we've been empowered and anointed to serve, and we've been blessed to be a blessing. God, let the world that we live in be different, because the church here at CWC has been activated, walking in their full anointing, God, empowered and encouraged to make a difference wherever they go, whenever they go. In Jesus' matchless name, if you agree with that this morning, would you shout amen? Come on, would you shout amen? Man, those online, thank you. We love you. Remember, love God, love people, and let's change the world. Amen. God bless you this morning. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.